This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, people. It is the Mess It Up Podcast, and I am the Bowtie Guy. We are back once again, and uh, it is fantastic show number 119 that we're doing today. And the word of the week this week is, uh, and it can be said in a couple of different ways because it's a verb and a noun. I love this part of it. It's either remit or remit. Uh, so as a, a verb, it's remit. And so you can cancel something or you can send money, you know, uh, to somebody, but as a noun, it's remit. And uh, British people like to use this. And when they talk about a person's job uh, duties and authority or whatnot, they always talk about what is their remit. Um, and so uh, one of my favorite podcasts out of England uh, uses this word all the time. So I'm like, I'm gonna hijack that word and make it my remit to use remit on the podcast. So if you can use that in sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points each time you use it pr- appropriately. And if you want to have some fun, go on our social media, show us what your remit is. Doing your job, take a picture, put it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and use the hashtag messy remit, okay? And I'll be searching for those. Whoever uh, puts it up there I, uh, by, uh, we'll just say, um, uh, Friday of this week, I will choose uh, winners to get a Starbucks card for the hashtag messy remit picture of you working. Um, and hopefully it'll be obvious to you why we're using remit later as we talk to our guests, but that'll be coming up in just a little bit. So I said we're on social media. We do have an Instagram account. We have a, uh, a Facebook account and we also have Twitter. And believe it or not, people, we've got MySpace because uh, MySpace can be your space if you want it to be. So go out there and find us on MySpace. Nobody has been chatting with me on MySpace and I'm just terribly lonely. It's it's like my own space. It's like just MySpace. I want it to be our space. Um, so uh, come find me there. Also get on the uh, the Reddit um, uh, subreddit that we have called Messed Up Ministries and we like to talk about things there, uh, discuss different issues. Um, I loved it a couple weeks ago. Somebody challenged me on something that I said on the show and it's the first time that it's happened and so far it hasn't happened again. So I, I enjoy the uh, discussion being challenged. Let's just keep it all civil and appropriate and that will make it nice for everyone. Listen, if you wanna help the show out, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And the best, easiest, most pain-free way to do it is to just give us a rating wherever you're listening to this, whatever podcatcher you're uh, using, give us a rating on it because high ratings uh, boost us in their little algorithms so that new people can find the show. If you are uh, really feeling industrious, uh, I will make it your remit to write a review about the show so that people can do it because the more the show gets reviewed, again, the higher it gets pushed up for uh, people to find when they're searching under our different categories and key phrases. So I would really love it if you go out there and rate and review the show. And some of you say, you know what, this show has some value and I would like to help you out by, by paying for the value of the show. And it's easy to do that. It's called Patreon and you can become a patron of the show for as little as $1 a month. And what you do is go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and it'll take you to our Patreon page. And you can sign up for a dollar a month or $5, $10, $25. Heck, if you want to do 100 you can sign up for $425. I won't be mad at you at all. And you can stop at any time if you feel like it's uh, you're not getting your money's worth out of it. But it really does help make it so that I can do things like writing books and 
blogs and podcasts instead of going and punching a clock uh, somewhere which um, does not always work out as well for me. So I really appreciate uh, the financial support. You help the ministry grow and um, it is wonderful. I really appreciate our patrons. Everybody who becomes a patron as a, a thank you gift gets a copy of my book um, in either paperback or digital form. So that book is still in beta. It's on Amazon uh, Kindle. You can also go to Amazon and get the paperback version of it or you can go to Apple Books and buy it there as well. So wherever you want to get the book, go ahead and check out Still in Beta by Paul Pippin and uh, hopefully that's a blessing to you as well. I tell everybody if you read half the book, you'll hate me. If you read the whole book, you'll fall in love with God. So go ahead and read it all the way to the end because otherwise um, you're just all mad at me and who needs that, right? There's enough people who are already mad at me. I don't want that. Um, but I guess if you pay for the book, you can feel however you want to feel. You know, it's like, I remember back in the day, Ozzy Osbourne was talking about someone and they were talking about, well, people are burning your records. He said, as long as they buy them, I don't care what they do with them. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So if you buy the book and you want to throw it at someone, I don't recommend that, but just as long as you buy the book first. And really, if it's a digital copy, don't throw your iPad at someone. That's, it's expensive. So I think I've gone on long enough. Uh, I've been rambling and uh, my guest is over there trying not to uh, make too much noise. But we've got a guest today on the show, and it is my friend Kimberly, who runs uh, a small business here in Ridgecrest. And uh, I just wanted to have her on to talk about running a small business in a pandemic, which is not something that I think you ever trained for. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't even know if you get, you know, like a PhD in business, if they've got that class that you take, you know, as an upper division class, like running your small business in a pandemic. I don't, I don't think anybody was thinking about that. So anyhow, Kimberly, say hi to the folks. Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> Guess you can't respond. They are. They're responding. I love that. I, I like to have people raise their hand when they're at the gym. Uh, tell us about your business. I run a small uh, hot dog food truck here in Ridgecrest. That doesn't mean they're small hot dogs. The they're truck not, is small. No. The dogs are big. They are big. We actually have the joke as a sissy dog, since it's a quarter pound, is our basic dog. Um, the food truck is actually called Roaming Dog Kitchen. Uh, the whole point of that is that we are on wheels, so we roam around. Nice. <laughs> and people can find us. Um, kitchen being, obviously, that we cook, though some people just don't seem to think that, and they keep <laughs> thinking that we're a dog groomer. Oh, nice. <laughs> or toys or leashes or something. So, How can we find you uh, online uh, if we want to learn more, especially those people here who are here in Ridgecrest? What can we do to follow your doings and know when you're open and whatnot? Sure. Um, more... Most importantly, I have my own website. I keep that current. I keep a schedule on there. Uh, we also have social media of Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Yelp and on Google. Somewhere probably on TripAdvisor, though I don't keep that one current. What about MySpace? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I abandoned MySpace a long time ago. I know we could have it be our space, yeah. but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so what is the website? Website is roaming.kitchen.com. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Nice. Um, yeah, it has pictures of our foods, uh, reviews. Um, I am slightly sarcastic, so that's kind of present. You'll see little Easter eggs of that somewhere on the website. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the people I keep company with. <laughs> you know, I was, I was driving yesterday, and we went through Big Pine, and I saw a coffee shop up there that is vaguely new, I think. It's been a long time since I've been through Big Pine, but it was called Brood Awakening, and then their <laughs> subtitle is Sarcasm and Coffee, and I thought, oh, I know someone who needs to go here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so how did it start? What made you decide, you know what I need to do? 
I need to buy a truck and fill it with hot dogs and sell them to people. So I love to cook. I've loved to cook since I was young. I started actually our family cooking when I was 10. Um, my parents met in culinary arts school, so food has always been very pleasant. I did not know that. Yes. Oh, that's fun. My mom was actually going to be a pantry chef. She ended up hating the instructor, so she shifted over to being basic culinary skills, and that's where she met my dad. Ah. So food's been very part of our life, obviously, my whole life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's part of everybody's lives, well, but you, you know, know we, we've been eating most of our lives, yes. <laughs> but, but cooking, but yeah. and and the the passion for that, and so um, I did that even when I lived on my own. I would cook for my friends. I liked to experiment on them. Most of them liked the, being my guinea pigs, though they would get an occasional meal that was really crappy. So um, anyhow, I I that's been part of at least my history for food. I went to school for an interior design. Um, Though I love that, there was something that was kind of missing. My parents were talking about trying to get out of construction, me out of the interior design, and we thought going into a food business might be a little bit less stressful. Because, <laughs> <laughs> And it is, to a certain extent. You don't have thousands of dollars on the line. You got $8 yeah. on the line when it comes to something. They yeah. had talked about doing a Mexican food truck here in Ridgecrest. However... There's plenty of Mexican restaurants. And um, so we kind of were playing with different ideas. I actually wanted to do comfort food. Uh, my dad thought I was going to be biting off more than I could chew. Ha, 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 pun intended. Um, but he said, let's start with something simpler like a hot dog. <laughs> uh, it was anything but simple because we ended up creating a menu that ended up having 22 menu items on it when we first opened. Wow. So there's crossover ingredients and different things, but that was where we started. And we just said... Okay, let's let's go forward with this. Well, I think it's interesting when you say that you've got two parents who went to culinary school, and you, and so you've got you know foodies, and it's like, what should we do? I know hot dogs, but it's not just like bun and a dog and some ketchup and out the window. It's right. you know these are gourmet dogs. I mean they're they're fun and uh, I mean the the toppings that you can put on them. I know. You can put a lot of stuff on a dog there at the Roaming Dog Kitchen. and um, You usually need a fork. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's quite fantastic. Um, so what goes into starting your own business? Now, you already, you know, your parents had the construction business. What do you, how was that, you know, starting a business that way? Because I, I just started to work on my nonprofit, so you've got to form a corporation. And for me, I've always been like, a second or like, you know, an assistant manager mm-hmm. at Starbucks or whatever, but never like the person. And I certainly never started anything. Was that a daunting task or is that just something that's up your alley? It's something up my alley. It can be a daunting task. However, for me, I've already, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm the kid that sold pencil shavings to other students because they didn't have the wax pencils that made little curly cues. Uh-huh. I looked at it as an opportunity to provide an item that they wanted because they didn't have them. So for me to see what might be of a need, um, that that's not really hard for me to do. So I just, I'm, I'm, and my drive isn't money. I just like to be able to provide something to people that may be needed out there. So whether, like I said, pencil shavings or friendship bracelets or, you know, cross stitch jars, I've, I've done those things throughout my life. Um, Being raised by a small business owner, I've been exposed to a lot. I also saw my parents' shortcomings when it came to running a business. So there's 
there's some big red flags that I said I don't want to run into when it came to opening the business and running it. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, that you have to do a lot of research and research and research and research. And if that means it takes you three to four years to do it, then take that time. And honestly, that's actually what happened for us. We bought a different trailer back in 2011. It was the wrong trailer and it would not work for our purposes. It was a concession stand trailer for a fair, mm-hmm. for street fairs. There's certain laws and requirements that need to be met to be a food truck on the street every day, and it didn't meet those. Okay. And so that was our first big um, financial mistake. And after we realized we had made it, it was, you know, we kept trying to make it work. Um, and that's when I really hit the research button of, okay, we've, we've made an expensive mistake. We can't repeat it again. What do we do now? And I called the county and got information almost every other week for a while. Yeah. Inga was the inspector that I was speaking to. That lady knew me my name. <laughs> I think they have caller ID. So she knew it was me when I was calling. But for me, I just said, I, I want to know all of it and I want to do it right. And if I'm going to do it right, if I'm going to do it at all, I'm going to do it right. And that's the one thing I tell people a lot when they come to the truck because they're like, oh, this looks like fun. That actually is the most laughable comment to me. <laughs> it is fun, but owning a business is a lot of work and you have to be, you have to be in it for the long haul because it's not, for, for me, it's not about um, being popular in the city in the matter of I'm some kind of celebrity here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about, you know, just having a presence in the community. I mean, we want to be part of the community, but we want to be part of the community in a different way. And that means, you know, serving consistently, but also we know our customers. And I know that I have a gift that others don't. I'm able to remember almost everybody's name. Um, that is only from God. I there is no other reason that I really am able to do what I do, and um, but that creates a bond and a um, just a, a different camaraderie that I know other places don't have. But I also have been saying this to people recently, even though we may be, you know, um, some people from the outside might say, "Oh, that's really successful." We still essentially are the smallest restaurant in Ridgecrest. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to volumes of income that people are getting, we're getting the smallest piece of that pie. Yeah. But that's okay because we serve lunch. We end up, you know, doing caterings when caterings really were available and doing the special events and allowing our egos not to be inflated just because you're being called to serve doesn't always mean that they might think that you're the best or whatever you know they're just needing food well i don't want to be somewhere that somebody just wants food i want them to uh, them to request us because they want our food and they want our service and so i'm kind of discretionary when it comes to that so there's certain things i will and won't serve at and that's at my discretion i don't talk with that about too much with other people but I know that I also have some. I have to listen to the Lord's voice telling me, and if I if I fight that, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna reap the consequences of what right. that decision is. So yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. So when you're you first start, how long have you been open now? We have been open for five and a half years. Wow, five, five and a half years. Yes, Holy mattress. Yeah. So that first. Uh, Opening? Did you do any kind of a soft opening, or you just like show up somewhere? Or how did you get the word out to let people know? So our soft opening, 
wasn't even really announced. I had a Facebook page presence. Uh, I don't know if I had Instagram at that point or not. I don't think I did because I wasn't really into Instagram at that point. Um, so Facebook was my major way of letting people know. And that was pretty much my friends and then some of their friends. Most of, however, my friends are out of town. So them following me didn't really matter much at all. Yeah. Uh, what we decided to do, though, was we picked our spot. Um, we wanted to be at a place that people could sit. So we chose our location at the park of Leroy Jackson. Though I have multiple places around town I can park because you need permission for that. Uh, we had told our friends for the day, we're opening December 10th, 2014. We're going to be at Leroy Jackson Park. Um, come and get lunch. And that's what we did. And so anybody else that came up to the truck that day just happened to see us parking at there. Um, and they were out at the park, but it wasn't because we had announced it in any shape or form yeah. to the city because uh, you're going to screw up and you're going to screw up really bad. Yeah. I mean, and do some stupid things. So we actually didn't have that until about a week and a half later. Uh, I put an ad in the swap sheet. And so we had a bigger surge of people. Yeah. However, um, that was when we ended up losing a few tickets and people had waited a half an hour and we didn't realize it. Mm. And we found them. We didn't have our little rollerball, yeah. you know, uh, board things that you've helped me, you know, use inside the truck. Um, how we have the flow now, you know, we didn't have that. We had a stack of papers and my dad would take them off the top and then my mom, you know, grab them to the next over there and then it would go out the window. So that's changed a lot. Then we got push pins until we realized push pins can fall off. And what if it ends up in somebody's cheese? So, oh, yeah. yeah, we never had an incident. Um, and, you know, what stopped it was when we found a push pin in the cheese. And I said, oh, if that ended up on somebody's dog, that'd be bad. Yeah. So we changed to a different type. But, um, yeah, so even a week and a half in, when we lost a ticket, we said, oh, <laughs> we, we need to change something um, for how we our, our workflow but yeah. so we didn't do a grand opening actually we never did a grand opening yet ever yeah yet <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i need one at this let's, point let's do a december 10th this year it's our yeah it's our grand opening every, yeah anniversary grand that opening. would actually be pretty funny that would be excellent i'm gonna give you that for free that's my idea because i think it would make it more than fine which brings us to our song of the week which is uh more than fine this is a little bit of an older song from the band switchfoot um, and I'm going to give you about 90 second chunk of this so that you can listen to it. We'll be back on the other side of the break to uh, talk about it and to talk more hot dog uh, talk with uh, the queen of dogs in Ridgecrest. We'll see you in about 90 seconds. I want more than just a blue skies. I want more than just okay. More than just okay.
So there you go, Switchfoot, good old-fashioned uh, Christian music for us from back in the day, as it were. <laughs> Kimberly, uh, you picked this song. Why this song? What stands out? Uh, there's two lines in that that actually always strike me. Though it has a poppy tune to it, it has more meaning than just being uh, bubblegum. Um, and I blasted in my car. But the one line that says, more than bent on getting by and more than just okay, those words really resonate with me. I know that we are not to be just okay. And mm-hmm. we go through those emotions and we have those days that we're like, Ugh. I'm just fine, you know, whatever. But I don't want to be. I don't want to be fine. I want to be more than fine, and that's because my hope isn't in this world. I am a stranger passing through. So when I I look to the Lord, that's really what gets me through it. And this song is one of those ones that encourages that and renews my soul. Yeah. Even though others might say it's Switchfoot, you know, <laughs> it's it's pop. But there there's there's a lot of meaning to that song. Yeah. For me. Well, you know, I look at. The idea of more, and I was just, I, I went to go count how many times I say more because it's a lot, and I thought <laughs> it's too much to count. So instead, I did the reverse count, and there's one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight lines in the song that don't say more. Mm. More is a very big word in this song, and more is something that I don't think it's a problem for me to want more. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm not satisfied. It just means that God has so much beyond what I can imagine for it. It says, you know, it's a piece that passes understanding. There's more than I can get. I don't understand it. Bev and I were talking about something the other day. And I was like, you know, that's just one of those things. It's, I'll find out when I get there. But right now, I'm not going to let it worry me or try to figure out, you know, this, that, or the other thing. You know, right. Is God right-handed or left-handed? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> you know, that's just, there's so much out there and and I like that idea of more because sometimes I feel so small mm-hmm. and it's a good reminder that God does have way more than I consider and not in the worldly view either I think that that word is used so much where the comment that gets made I deserve more mm. you hear that a lot in a secular realm that is not what I mean at all by this um, nor do I think Switchfoot means that by this song either yeah. I mean the first line is when I wake up in the morning I want to blow into pieces <laughs> and I and for me that's feeling once again feelings can lie but you you wake up and you're rejuvenated and God's just feeling you going go out there and just explode to the world and show his light and love and yeah, that's that's the more I want. Yeah. It's not because I now have a bigger car or a better padded bank account. No, I want more of him. I want more of him in my life. And yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> we won't go down the Joel Olstein path. Um, we, <laughs> no. We, we'll just stick with this. And so my, my fun, well, I don't know if it's fun. I'll let you people decide if it's fun or not. But my, my story about Switchfoot is... Uh, there used to be a music festival up in Monterey called Spirit West Coast for 10 years or 15 years, I don't know. But they started it in the 90s. And we went to the first, I don't know, five, six, seven, or eight of them. Uh, and the very first one, they had these wristbands. And apparently there was a contest for all the bands who played. they just draw a name out. And that person, their band, got to be on the wristband that everybody wore. So we went there, and our bands all said, Switchfoot. <laughs> Um, the legend of Chin, or no? Yeah, yeah. The legend, the of, legend Chin. of Chin. Yeah, and we're like, what is this? And we had no idea what it was. We had never heard of this band. They were brand new, and so we started making up stories about why they had it uh, on the wristband. 
<laughs> about what it meant. And uh, so the because the festival was being held at Laguna Seca Racetrack, mm-hmm. the story that I was telling everyone, because everyone was asking, what do these mean? So I was telling people as if I knew. And if you have authority when you say something... Which you do. You can just... People will buy it. And if you don't believe me, turn on any cable news uh, channel and they will speak with authority and people will believe it regardless. Hmm. Uh, so... I told people that it, uh, Chin was the first Korean-born driver to race at Laguna Seca Racetrack. And he had suffered an accident, and it had crushed his right <laughs> foot. So he had to use his left foot to drive everywhere, and that's the legend of Chin, and that's why they call it Switch, Switch foot, foot, is because he had to do it, and that's what it is. It had to do nothing to do with the band, but it was, it was actually about the racetrack. And people believed it now what i was hoping for is to hear my story back because i would ask people do you know why this is i never heard my story back but (laughs) it was still my fun story so i have this real special part in my heart for switchfoot because they allowed me to spread lies uh at a christian music festival without the knowledge yeah 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 yeah. so um and they weren't popular until i started spreading the lies and then they got huge so I like to think maybe I had a little tiny bit to do with that. Because they had to spell it and yeah, yeah dispel that yeah. lie. Yeah. So anyhow, that's that. So uh, <laughs> enough about nonsense. Uh, let's get back to hot dogs. Um, so you've been rolling along in business for five years. And then all of a sudden we get a pandemic coming. What were your thoughts in... I mean, I, I started hearing about coronavirus January February time frame I think um, didn't really start taking it more seriously until March but as, as we're going in pre-lockdown what were your thoughts about when did it start becoming apparent to you this might affect business in my little realm of the world that actually didn't help happen to have us feel like it was going to affect us until about the middle of March uh, I actually hadn't heard about the coronavirus really until we were on our way back home from Oregon at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, I don't listen to the news or watch the news. I filter in certain things and I get certain sources of information and that may sound strange, but I don't really care for the mass mm-hmm. media news. Um, so I didn't really know a lot about what was happening other than the fact that they were talking about people in airports and being exposed. Um, those that are immune compromised. My dad was traveling with us. He is a cancer, um, patient, um, still going through treatment. So there's all of a sudden there's a lot of concern about what was happening. When we returned home, we actually had a catering that was scheduled. Um, we did the one on the seventh, the following Tuesday we were supposed to have another catering and on Sunday morning I get an email from the um, person of contact and they canceled it because they didn't want to have the physicians at the hospital interacting because at that point it was starting to become kind of a fever pitch and I thought it was a little bit overreactive honestly um, but I, I don't work for the hospital. I would be serving for them, and those are all the people that would be in contact with their patients. So they were limiting um, the the catering that we were supposed to do. Um, and all of a sudden, there was this crazy reality of what was going to happen and hearing about lockdowns and non-essential businesses 
And about a week later is when everything kind of came to a head. You know, March 17th, 18th was when they were talking about having businesses closed and different things. And I didn't know how that was going to affect us, honestly. I, I just, I didn't want to go look it up either. I, I will, I will admit my feigning when it, my wanting to feign my ignorance because yeah. I just didn't I, I didn't want to think of what we were going to be in in introduced to um so we entered that week with a lot of trepidation um not certain what to do are people still going to come out what are they you know what's people's mindset uh what's essential and what's not mm-hmm. I still Still don't quite understand how people get categorized and why certain things are open and others aren't. Um, but my biggest thing was, okay, tell me what the rules are. Now I do have to go look it up or have my dad do that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me what my confines are and I'll work within it. And then I'm going to be really creative to make us relevant during this time. And when I say that, a lot of people don't know how to shift gears you have a certain way that you always do business you you know you show up at 7 a.m you start your preparation by this time you're doing this and and they move through their day they're very regimented though they don't realize it Mm -hmm. i on the other hand talking about that entrepreneurial spirit okay you're telling me we can't do whatever x y and z well i'm not a sit down uh we have outdoor seating they're already spaced six feet apart if you need to wear a mask, then you wear a mask. I, I'm, but I'm not going to address those issues because that's being compounded on everybody everywhere. So if you don't know what to do, I certainly don't want to remind you <laughs> while you're at our truck trying to get food because one, for one, you are outdoors. So there wasn't those restrictions being put on about all of the, you know, masks and everything outdoors. And it still really isn't. Um, but how do you become more relevant during a time like this? So my mom and I ended up saying we knew that there were several other restaurants that they weren't prepared. They they shut down and they shut down totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was kind of a lack of certain products that people were wanting. I've always done different things with our specials. It's not always hot dogs. You already know that. Um, however, we said, okay, what can we introduce that's maybe a little bit different things that we want to play with anyways. We do seasonal items anyways, soups and salads typically during the summer. So, so, I'm sorry. We do soups in the winter, <laughs> salads in the summer. We don't do soup and salad in the summer. Um, but we do seasonal type things. So we already offer other things that are not hot dogs and sausages to people. But even within that, we said, okay, let's do some specialty sandwiches. Let's offer things to people that they can't go to their favorite restaurant and get a torta sandwich right now or they can't get something that because you can't travel so we Mm -hmm. ended up running a specialty sandwich that's from new orleans called uh, mufalada and that it that was just my ingenuity of what i wanted to try and do and offer and i also remind myself you cannot be creative in a vacuum so you have to be inspired by the people that are around you most that being my mom and my dad because they're part of the business Mm -hmm. um my friends even when they're making ridiculous suggestions with peanut butter (laughs) whatever that may be um and then i'm online a lot and i don't copy because to me i don't need to copy but something might spark just this crazy idea and i say "Ooh, let's do this so i will take something and then i just 
make it my own. And a lot of times it still will be with a hot dog or maybe a specialty salad. Um, but that was really what I wanted to do the most was just try and make us continue to be relevant within the community. And also more than anything, I wanted to be positive because people are drowning in, in being overwhelmed with what's happening. I mean, things are happening so fast and shifting so quickly. They don't know which way to turn. I mean, and I feel the same way, but when I'm in my little box, I feel free from that. And so I'm able to be me as well as my mom. She's a primary person that works with me. We get in there and we just serve. And mainly we're serving unto the Lord because we know that through all of this, people need hope. They need hope that it's not, this is not the way it really should be. When people use the new normal phrase, it, it bothers me, honestly. I let them talk. I don't, I try and make sure things also don't get political. Um, that's not my purpose. I'm, I'm there to serve you lunch, give you a smile, though I will be having to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that with the new mandate. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just also being of an encouragement. So we actually really did something um, goofy recently. I have a question of the week. They're stupid questions. Um, it's just to have a, a line of conversation. I actually had somebody ask me the other day, so what's with the question of the week? And I said, well, it's just to create a conversation starter. So one that I had recently was guess which song I may occasionally sing on my way to the street when I'm driving the truck. Um, I got some really interesting answers. Uh, what the answer is though, is I wish I were an Oscar Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. And it amuses me because when we've been driving, I don't drive real Ridgecrest is four by five miles, you know, not real big, but I mean, that truck is not small. You know, you got the tow vehicle, you got the trailer. It's pretty big. When people finally see the logo, they know it's me. Yeah. And uh, you got people honking and waving and, you know, I'm like, who are you? I have no clue. But you wave anyways because, hi, here I am. And I said, so I was thinking, man, I I feel like the Oscar Miner wiener trick. And so that song would go through my head. So on occasion, I'll be actually singing it. (laughs) Which is really funny because you don't serve Oscar Mayer on the track. No, I do not. That's why it's funny. And it's it's even funnier when I tell people that, that, you know, that that's what's going through my head. But um, so it's just questions like that. Like, did you take scissors to your own head when you were in quarantine because your barber wasn't available? Did it make you appreciate them more or realize you don't care about your hair? So it's little questions like that um, because I think people need to realize that there's more to life than focusing on the negative of what's happening with our pandemic situation so how do you as a business owner do you get uh bulletins from the state the county the city or do you have to go and research every morning is there a new rule that's coming to place how do you keep up with that to make sure that you're compliant good question uh we are supposed to actually be informed how that's supposed to be handled i really don't know at this point so i think they assume everybody is listening to the news to yeah. hear Governor Newsom. I don't. Uh, fortunately, like I said, my dad is the person that usually keeps up with a little bit more of that. So he'll let me know of something that's happening. And if it's changed, though, I did not realize with the last mandate that any person at work is supposed to be wearing a mask. That caught me off guard. Mm. Um, I'm informed now, <laughs> but it's really hard in a truck. We don't have cooling and so at 108 or 115 and wearing a mask and you're sweating to death this is going to be difficult for four hours no it's piece of cake you get those little gel things you stick in the ice box you cut a little 
you know, hold it, put it, and you just put that little over my face. freezy mask over your face. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I put that over my face. They won't hear or, me at all, Paul. Or get a mask, put a little Ziploc baggie, and just put some ice in it. Just cool. Or ice on your head. This is fantastic. I'm an idea guy. I've got ideas for you. So um, you talked about special things and, uh, you know, your, your special dogs and whatnot. Um, have you made a Corona dog? I have not. So I'm thinking Corona dog, you could either take like, which you won't do, but like uh, tricks and put it on there because of the little, you know, the little shape that it has and have that, which would be horrible. I don't recommend that. But, you know, Dodger dogs are cooked in beer. Cook a dog in, in Corona and that's the Corona dog. Uh, I think um, that's yours from me to you. There you uh, go. From Messed Up Ministries to Roaming Dog Kitchen. Uh, the Corona dog is there. <laughs> For you to uh, take, because I know you're, you're not licensed to sell beer. It's like you know, beer and a dog. There's your Corona dog, uh, right? But, or put a hot dog in a Corona bottle, and there's a lot of ideas. There is a lot of yeah. ideas. I don't know if yeah. in, any they, of them are viable, they might not but be good. yeah, but they're ideas. They're... <laughs> uh, so, what is out of all this mess? What's the message for people uh, from Roaming Dog Kitchen out of this whole pandemic? Do your work unto the Lord, always, even when you have those days that you wake up and you don't want to go out because you're tired of hearing the negative of what's happening around you. That actually is the biggest thing that we have said that there's there has been. There's been days that we get ready for the week and we're tired. We're tired, especially as the heat has come on. Um, you just say, I don't want to do this. And, you know, sometimes you get paid in goodwill. You don't get paid in money. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something that has been present as a comment within our business since our second year, because the second year we definitely saw a change in the response from the city. Um, Ridgecrest is very good at doing a Ridgecrest rush. Mm -hmm. um, however, for us, um, by, you know, by and large, we know that those days that we are having our struggle of, of showing up, God put someone in our path yeah. that made us, that, that that made our day, that encouraged us in ways that we can't actually fully grasp. Um, I journal those instances. Mm -hmm. um, there and or somebody that we hadn't seen in a long time, and they they're not even there for lunch. They just came by to say hi, and we tell people that you're always welcome here. It's not about you having to feel the need to put money down on the table to be at the window and purchase. You can come by say hi you've done that yourself um just to just to come and that's I, I that's the difference with our business that i don't think other people can understand but that's why if you're doing it unto the lord um he will bless it and blessing means to add value mm -hmm. that is what a lot of people don't realize it doesn't mean prosperity it means to add value as cursing means to take away value so if you are adding value to other people's lives if you are blessing them you are going to be blessed but you can't always look at it look at it from a monetary perspective right yeah and it's completely reciprocal because i know that that's you know when i worked at starbucks i told people it's just coffee but it's coffee and uh one of my favorite sayings out of <laughs> starbucks is from uh the former starbucks president howard behart says we're not in the coffee business uh, serving people, we're in the people business. Serving coffee, serving coffee. right? And that's what we have. And, and if you do that, 
it shows. I mean, I know as a, a customer anywhere, I would rather go and pay more somewhere where I get treated well than to get a bit of a bargain and be, you know, a number. Right. I, I love being served and having that service and, and it's... And that's why I take people's names. I do not like to get a number and be called by the number. I, I want a name, I you know, and that's the reason I use people's names. So it's always funny too, especially when somebody will be there at the window by themselves later in the day and they look around and it's usually an older guy. Why do you need my name? Well, do you want me to say, hey, you, your dog's already... And, and, well, no, I'm like, okay, so what's your name? It's Bob. What? Fine. You know, just like, <laughs> give me your name. And it makes me laugh. But um, there's there's always that moment that they, I, I think that they have it click in their own head. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this isn't this isn't a fast food restaurant. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is that, like you said, when it's genuine, um, people know that versus, because if my goal was to have this fun, exciting environment, it wouldn't work. It would because that would be my plan. Well, the the Lord wants you to do what He needs you to do. Mine is to serve hot dogs, but with that, for us, our business has always been more than just about hot dogs, and He's revealed that over time what that is, and it is about people. Um, but you know, I the business is like Joe's Crab Shack. You go in, and all of a sudden, every half hour on the hour, they have the music and they're dancing the tables and disco balls and. It's marmy. I it sounds that sounds terrible, and I know that they have their own thing, but it's just it. You can feel that it's not um, it's not genuine. The employees do it because they have to. Right. And yeah. and you can read that instantly. Right. And like I know for myself, this business, I you know I haven't had a lot of jobs, but this is the one that um, after being in for about a year, I just I knew I said this is where the Lord has wanted me to be because I am actually 100% myself. I am actually an introvert. What people see at the truck is not an introvert, but it's because I'm in a comfort zone that the Lord has created for me to be able to be me and they're able to be them. And I say really ridiculous things sometimes. (laughs) I actually kind of startle myself and I'm like, "Why why did I just say that to them? But you know, in turn I get some sarcasm yeah. back and yeah it's it's it, it's just yeah so when you let the Lord leave you and you do your work unto him it just makes makes it easier excellent okay so uh, let's just repeat for people how they can find you especially people here in Ridgecrest or if you're traveling and coming through Ridgecrest uh, you're out there typically Wednesday through Saturday 11 to 2 we are in the downtown area um, on French Street next to S&M Coins, which is um, a little antique store that they have become very much part of our life. They provided picnic tables. Uh, you can find us on social media. So if you are looking for a schedule and we do happen to be closed, <laughs> first and foremost, check our website, RomyDogKitchen.com, Facebook, Instagram, Google, Yelp. I try and keep all those current. Um, yeah, you'll and you'll see a little blend of my crazy sarcasm on my posts on social media so you'll get a Wednesday wackiness uh, which you may might not like them uh, there was one recently that was a little off but I said amuse me amuse my sister there you go <laughs> <laughs> excellent well thanks for joining us I really appreciate thank you it. Um, if you are in Ridgecrest I highly encourage you to go down and uh, get a hot dog on a Wednesday through Saturday afternoon uh, don't show up like at 159. 
uh, you know, show up like I'll a, still a, serve a, you. She'll still serve you, but it's just you know, it you, you don't want to cut it close, you know. <laughs> and and unfortunately for me, I always eat lunch late, and so it'd be like you know, one forty-five. I'm like, oh, it's time for lunch. And I always think, why can't they be open to like four? But when I work there, I know why you're not open till four. Because it dies at one thirty. Be a long time waiting around for me to come around at four. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for doing it. I love. It's so much fun seeing uh, your mom and you, the interaction, and there's a lot of joy that comes out of the truck uh, beyond just a hot dog. And um, I'm glad that you came to uh, share your mess with us. Thank you for having so, me. Um, don't forget to uh, to write us. I forgot to tell the email for me is uh, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can get a hold of Intern Dave if you've got show ideas or song of the week requests or um, word of the week requests uh, by in, uh emailing info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to give us a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you feel so inclined, go ahead and uh, become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and it'll really help out um, to make it so that we can keep on doing this and bringing you uh, all the fun and joy that we have. It's always going to be free. We're never going to um, charge for the show, but uh, we do appreciate the people who help sponsor it. So thank you very much for doing that. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.